1: say anything? Hmm? Are you going to say anything?
2: Oh, well I'm just a co-host. That's yours. You're supposed to say something.
1: Well, no, that's that you introducing today.
2: Oh, you didn't tell me that. Sit Ow!
1: <laughs> Goodness gracious, life. Life is Can tough. it get any more lax over there in the co-host seat?
2: Hey, this is a co-host. Are it's you going to stay awake today? We're supposed to have fun and relax with this whole thing. All the pressure's on you.
1: <laughs> There's no pressure on me. You're the host. Yeah, well, you need to like wake up.
2: How about we tell Sophie to quit chewing on that bone of her?
1: <laughs> Speaking of Sophie. Oh boy. Let's let's do that. Welcome to Woods and Water, South Valley, <laughs> which is what you were supposed to say.
2: Excuse yes, me, I was not aware of and, that. And
1: and, and it, we've had to rearrange the schedule with seaweed being canceled. That opened up part of a show, and then we had something else scheduled for in its place and that had to be moved to the to the middle of the uh, end of the month first of february so we're we're gonna go back to the show we did a week or so two weeks ago mm-hmm. where we didn't get through everything so we tried to go back and figure out where we left off with all that stuff we've got a bunch of stuff to it's a bunch of like what's gonna happen this year a lot of it fishing oriented mm-hmm. um but we've got a couple couple of meteor issues in there that we're gonna but but thank you for tuning in uh, here in the Upstate 94.5 WGTK-FM and uh, the Midlands on uh, 100.7 The Point. And you can also go to each website. Each station website has a listen live link button. You can hear us live there if you're uh, not, in der, not in the signal for live radio. Speaking of Sophie,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and while she's standing here to defend herself... <laughs> it, she has gotten to be rather sneaky uh <laughs> um okay we we she gets a cup of food in the morning right and a cup at night five thirty six thirty ish mm-hmm. so it's usually seven o'clock in the morning or so and then six o'clock at night mm-hmm. three times now uh this is a lack of- communication between your mom and I. <laughs> Three times now, she, and she, and when, buddy, when she's ready to eat, she is ready to eat. Yep. I mean, she's like, eat, Sophie. Eat. Eat. <laughs> and she, boy, she just gets excited, and she goes up near that food bowl, and she looks at the food bowl, and she looks at you, and her tail's <laughs> wagging her rear end all right. She just, she, she has fooled us three times now in defeating her twice.
2: Why is she so fat?
1: Horrible. <laughs> And I mean, in both, in all three times, I mean, she has put on a good show that I have not eaten yet, and I am starving, my stomach th- thinks my throat has been cut, and I need to eat. And she's done that three times. So, what? what is this world coming to when a Labrador Retriever begins get so sneaky as to get double fed? So, anyway... She's a smart dog. <laughs> she's a smart dog. <laughs> I guess she's a smart dog. But anyway, uh, that's. Uh, oh, and seedless. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, like the gripe session. No. When you buy oranges that say seedless, would you expect seeds in them? No. Okay. Those right there mm-hmm. have seeds in them. And they were in a bag that said seedless. All of them? They're, well, not every not every little section or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because they have little. These are those little. Are those cuties? Are those cuties? I can't remember what they. They're cuties. They're cuties or something like cuties. Um, but it's nothing more disconcerting than to bite down on one of those things and <laughs> and, and chew into a seed, kind of destroys the whole flavor of the orange when you're bitter seed and all. And it's happened like a couple of times now. What What is this world coming to?
2: Sorry. Nobody is thinking straight right now.
1: That's for sure and for certain. Yep. But anyway, this is not the complaint time. This is just what's going on type thing. Deer, deer season's over. That's what it is. <laughs> We're having depression. pressure. <laughs> I've heard that word used before.
2: Gracious.
1: But there's lots of stuff to keep going. I mean, it won't be too much longer. Well, fishing's good right now. It's just mm-hmm. my motivation to get out in there in the cold weather is not. That is a certain time of the year where I don't get to oh, enjoy the outdoors much at all. So it's been chilly.
2: You know, it's funny. On on Wednesday, I was supposed to get up and go to morning workouts for basketball. And I got a text that it was canceled. And Mama came in, and she was like, here you ready to go. I said, it's canceled. She goes, I'm okay with that. It's yeah. 20 degrees outside. It's 26
1: <laughs> degrees out there. Yep, we're good. Okay. <laughs> we just need snow.
2: Yeah, we came close to it. How did? I want to know how Texas got snow and we didn't.
1: Clifford's sending us videos of of snowmen, and we're not talking like the little ones little that you one, had to at, work. They, the, these are like five and six ones. foot snowmen
2: with the Stanley Jigs hat, yeah. and everything. Yep,
1: from Lufkin, Texas, yep. or you know down that area. He had a bunch. It's been 11 years though, so Texas gets lucky and we get passed over again. We got
2: I mean we got sleep
1: yeah, last uh, week,
2: but that yeah. was about
1: it. I want snow. And I don't want just like two or three inches. I want like eight, ten inches.
2: That's where impossible. Don't,
1: no, we no I we've had it well I remember big snows. I want snows where I don't have to worry about going out. It's just not an option. You know? Just stay home. Just stay home. That's that's the snow I want. I don't want it to be a matter of do we call off school or, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, you're not so having school dead. for like a week. Uh, <laughs> That's the kind that of snow nice. I'm after.
2: I wouldn't have to go to North Greenville. I wouldn't have to go to UHC. I wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, you
1: started up to North Greenville this week. Um, yeah, how's that going? College life at 16. It's
2: tough. <laughs> I walk in there, and I'm like, wow, you are really tall. And I'm like, oh, yeah wow, you are really big. Like, just, I think I've got two football players in my English class, and I just I walked in there on the first day, and I was like, I look like a midget. <laughs> I have two, two football players and a basketball player.
1: One of, one of the benefits of being homeschooled is you do dual dual enrollment, and North North was so close to home, that's where you're going.
2: <laughs> also, you. I've have, I have never seen more mullets in one place before <laughs> I am just I'm from here. You North know, Green was like 10 minutes away. I I know what a mullet looks like. I've seen them before, but I have never seen so many in one quantity.
1: Place. Huh? <laughs> Jeez. Oh boy. Um so yeah, that's that's a little bit of what our week's been like. Mm-hmm. Don't know what yours have been like. And and we're not even good at politics. We're not going to go there. This is a non-political show until it comes to Political issues that affect hunting and fishing, and I've got some things that are going to affect hunting and fishing. And there are going to be more we're going to discuss later on, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hold on tight to your sanity type thing here. <laughs> but, and that's where the outdoors comes into play. Yep. It's a place to escape, and there is plenty of it. Uh, in fact, today and tomorrow, well, today's almost over, but tomorrow is free hunting days in South Carolina. I yeah. forgot to mention that last week. Of course, we were Michael Hook. We had a great show last week. and But, yeah, just forgot to say all about that. So private lands, um, you don't have to have a, a license. Now, you, if you duck hunt, you do have to have a waterfowl stamp, mm-hmm. appropriate federal and state stamps. Um, but squirrel hunting, and I've got an article about squirrel hunting. That's a great small game, way to start off hunting. Or So you still got tomorrow on private lands, Game Management Lands was today, and I apologize for not getting that out last week. Um, it's just impossible to get to everything.
2: I don't think we're going to get everything today. We're not going to get
1: everything today either, <laughs> even though that's all we've got to do is get to stuff. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was um, the outdoors, man. It, it is a place to go, to unwind, to breathe, to clear your head. and And, and there's not a moment in the outdoors that's wasted. Right. There is not. The only waste of time is getting there and back. Yep. Wish you could walk out your back door and boom, there you are. Some people okay. have that. We don't currently. I'm trying to get back to that. But uh, anyway, so that's that's where we are. <laughs> that's where we are. But yeah, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, uh, things that are going on that are close, some that are far out, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So hang on. Back in Warwoods Water South Carolina, On the other side. I got a call trying to come in at the same time we're doing bumper music what here. Who is that? I don't know who it is. They'll go. It says potential spam, and I don't know which button to push it's, to it's, get rid of it. It's the middle one. The middle one? Yes. And that's not going to dump no, Andy. No, it's the middle one. <laughs> I'm not willing to take a chance on it, he might not answer my call next time. Uh, <laughs> but we, uh, look, we are kicking off uh, fishing tournament season. It's just around the corner. I mean, uh, the Andy, for you guys, it's like a month out. Right out a month out. when you yep, yeah, got not be long. Yeah. Um, but we fortunate enough to be able to, to call a bunch of our South Carolina guys and, and get them on the radio show. One of my favorites. And uh, somebody who's become a, a really good friend is Andy Montgomery.
3: Absolutely. Um, we have
1: become good
3: friends.
1: Yeah. Off of the radio, right? Yeah, off the radio. It, it's been – it's, it's kind of – weird um you know from my standpoint right right yeah
3: uh, i mean we actually met through the radio through the classic yeah and then we kind of become friends (laughs) even even share tips on how to raise daughters right
1: oh my word yeah i've got a few years on you on that one so i'm yeah i'm trying to give you some pertinent stuff to live by now
2: i don't want to know what you will discuss about that
1: no you don't want to (laughs) know (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you you would you would be in abject fear if you knew some of the things we uh, talked about. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: all good. It all comes from love and wanting the
1: best.
2: See, uh, don't do, do you not lecture wait. me on this again. Uh, no, but, but it, does it
1: make any more any difference that somebody else is telling you this stuff? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, Daddy, you you said yes to a boy, so we can stick with that now.
1: Andy knows that story. Yeah. Really? yeah. yeah. You're all good. You're all good. (laughs) And Andy's ready to help me, you know, drive him through the floor like a tack if something goes wrong, right,
2: Andy? Nothing wrong, (laughs) Gracious.
1: Uh, Folks, if you don't have daughters, if you've never had the privilege of having a daughter, you're just missing out. (laughs) It is so much fun. Uh, I'm
3: sure. I'm sure. My my theory and what I gather is, is daughters' boyfriends are like dogs. You know, you, you, you either have a really really good one or a really bad one. So we're wow. just praying that we both get
1: really really good ones. What a! That is a great one. I've
2: oh, got to write that down. No.
1: Hang
2: on just a second. <laughs> no, Daddy.
1: Boyfriends are like dogs.
2: Stop writing it down. I <laughs> got
1: I got a, I got a <sighs> saying
3: that that there's nothing better than a good dog,
1: and there's nothing, nothing better, better than a, there's nothing worse, worse than, than a, a bad dog. dog. Yeah. That's true. And we all know what happens to bad dogs. Yep. <laughs> I'm going
2: to pretend you didn't
1: say that. <laughs> you can pretend oh, you right, talk about to. fishing, Yeah, right?
3: Ain't this a fishing show? Well, <laughs> well. Thank
2: the Lord. Today, today
1: is a, yes, for the next couple of segments, it is a fishing show. Uh, we'll get off hammering <laughs> teenage girls and their boyfriends and all that for a little bit. Uh, yep. Hey, you notice,
3: how, you notice how I kind of, you know, we, we was kind of lecturing Taylor a little bit. Yeah. And then I'm smart enough to jump to Taylor's <laughs>
1: side and try to bring it back to fish.
3: So
2: Imagine that, <laughs>
1: eh? Yeah. Oh, there's some more potential spam. So it's the little middle button. one. Yeah. Look at that. Annie's still there, and this potential spam is gone. I love it.
2: Imagine me knowing something. Well, I didn't say you
1: didn't know anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, anyway, yeah, fishing. Hey, look, a month from now, you'll be in uh, Ty- uh, on Lake Palestine fishing the Red Crest.
3: Correct. Tyler, Texas. And I learned that uh, this week when you was actually at the house and said <laughs> you was going to Tyler, <laughs> Texas. And I said, oh, that's where Palestine's at? Yeah. yeah. You didn't even know where the um, lake was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to it because I really, really like going to somewhere new. Uh, yeah. Somewhere I've never been. Um. I've had a lot of success in the past doing that. It, it, even though you try to wipe away memories and stuff, it's hard to do when you've been to somewhere, um, you know, a lot. So I'm looking forward to it. I know it's kind of treacherous to get around.
1: Um, <laughs> so the locals say,
3: <laughs> but yeah, but you know, we, we, we've dealt with that before. Sure. And uh, the good news about major league fishing, you know, we got the ability on some tournaments. I'm not sure if we will on this one or not. But if the wind gets rough and and things like that, we have the right. ability to put in at multiple ramps. Right. Um, yep. And that's, you know, navigating a treacherous place on a on a really slick calm day um, is a whole lot better or, or easier oh, than yeah. if you got any chop at all. Mm-hmm. That's that's when it can. Really break up the water and and you know that's when it's hard to see and, and navigate right. and, and things like that. So we do have that ability, and I'm sure we'll probably be in play a day or two, and and so that that eases some concern on the on the navigation side of yeah.
1: it. Yeah, I have heard people say that some some motors will be missing some lower units at some point during that week.
3: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: Unfortunately,
3: with our group, that's typical every tournament. <laughs> every tournament. <laughs> yep. Even at Okeechobee. And, like, my worst collision this year was Okeechobee. Really? Yep. Yep. So, that's just typical. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is, though. We hey. probably pushed the limit some. and Well,
1: when, it's, when you're we fishing for a living, it's no worse than doing your job. You're going to push it to do the best you can, and sometimes you. You break things.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah. And the common misconception is yes. we just break them because we get them free. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we pay for them lower units. Um, it's like everybody else. We own. just write a check for a lower unit. There I've you. seen Van Damme write a check for a lower <laughs> unit. <laughs> what we get as a part of our endorsement <laughs> deals are, are kind of, you know, set in stone up front. Right. And- We tear it up. It's our responsibility.
1: Uh, Speaking of equipment, new boat is getting wrapped here this weekend. Yeah, so uh, gets. uh, I heard. I learned.
3: Yes. No. I learned this morning that it gets wrapped uh, next Tuesday. Next
1: Tuesday. Okay.
3: So uh, all good there. Stressful time of year. I know we talked about it. It's it's uh, it's you know whoever termed it the off season. I don't know I need to smack them because <laughs> for me you know it's not it's a part of the business getting boats and and there's so many moving parts and wraps and equipment and you know it's not just getting a boat because your electronics is coming from one place your motors your jack plates your your wiring harnesses and a lot of coordination that I don't enjoy and and you know kind of when the season starts it's it's really a lot less stressful when you in the midst of fishing, yeah. which is what, you know, we like to do. That's right, because what you're doing is fishing. Right. Right.
2: So for, right. you know, your rap. who you got on your wrap this year? Who are your sponsors going into the season?
3: Uh, so it, it's pretty much the same. Um, Fishers of Man National Tournament Trail, which is based out of South Carolina. Right. Um, but there are a national uh, tournament trail um, brand, and then uh, – Nitro Z71 uh, Z21 will be on it, um, and then Bass Pro.
1: Okay.
3: So, wrap wise, it's going to be the same. There will be some True Timber, which is another South Carolina. Ah.
1: Country.
3: Yep. Right over in Spartanburg.
1: Be, right yeah, it will
3: be incorporated in the wrap. Okay. Um, that's one of my new sponsors. I don't even think the press releases went out or if they doing the press release. But it's, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> okay. It's all good. Breaking you know, news. I read the True, true Timmer story several years ago yeah. where a picture was taken of basically South Carolina woods, you know, yeah. and uh, that's where the camouflage pattern was born. Um, oh, cool. So I'm excited about that for yeah. sure. Good.
1: good. Yeah, because, you know, fishing and hunting just go hand in hand. They do. They do.
3: They do. There's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Um but it goes hand in hand and and you know we've seen over the past several years uh I don't know what you call it but the kind of the fishing camouflage, you know, the the multi the real tree fishing and they have true timber fishing. Oh really? Um did yeah, not know so that. It's been it's been ramped up it's been around for a couple of years, and Edwin has done some stuff with it, um, okay. but it's really been wrapped up to where you'll see it in Bass Pros and Cabela's, and um, a lot of sun shirts, and you know the 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 fishing pattern, okay. which is basically what you know I'm promoting and endorsing. Um, the true camouflage is kind of a side deal, uh, added benefit you could say, oh. um, <laughs> but. You know, it's all like a cloud pattern or blue okay. with some yeah. break-up clouds and, and that okay. type of stuff, which I didn't believe in at first in the last few years. Well, I said I didn't believe in it, but I've always felt like a fish could see a white shirt, especially um, sight fishing and things sure. like that. Oh, yeah. And I know it made a difference uh, in Florida. And I think Steve Kennedy, for me, he's the first one that really pushed that.
1: You know, yeah. I was just when you said his name, I was thinking, I looked at his jersey, and his jersey's always been this kind of mottled color. Yeah. yeah, he's
3: always. I mean, he he's told me, and, he, and I've heard him tell other people, I oh, don't. You catch more fish if you get rid of that bright jersey. <laughs> um, his boat wrap was actually. This was before fishing camouflage even came about. You know okay. his, his boat right was kind of a he had a tiger on it for Auburn. Tiger. right um but it was kind of a blue white mix kind of kind of a break up for the water and uh, uh the clouds he's a big believer in it I can tell you that big believer and he's an yeah. incredibly smart guy who I fished with a couple of times as a co hanger, so wow he's kind of the first one to get your wheels turning about that yeah. type of stuff and then you know you, you you start playing with it, and you, you you fishing for a fish on the bed, and you just make, you know, a little movement or something, and the fish kind of spooks or, or
1: whatever. Um, well, I mean, think about it. Death comes from from above for a fish.
3: Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. You know? So yeah. even if it's a shadow or a color or something like that, and they're looking up for a reason, and most of the time that's to 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 survive. Correct. Correct. So...
3: Yep. So that's all good. I'm excited about the true timber deal. Yeah. Um. And ready to roll.
1: Well, we ready got, to roll. Got about a minute, maybe a little over a minute left. You're, uh, maybe 30 seconds. Your elves have been busy over at your house, too. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah yeah the christmas ales huh you, oh, you talking about my wife yeah my yeah, goodness yeah, he yeah. didn't think she, i was talking about well i thought she was talking about that little elf on the shelf that oh no move around no no no, yeah, no 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 my bride she has been she's awesome uh, <laughs> she's, she's very good at the tedious work that andy is not, not good at, at. she is really good at organizing <laughs> buildings and taking off boat wraps and you know, it's uh, she's a blessing for sure.
1: Absolutely, we we got us two good ones. and how they put up with us, I have no clue, Andy. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's carry you over to the next segment, and we're actually going to talk some fishing. Uh, I guess okay. we talked a little bit of fishing that time, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, it yeah. counts, okay.
1: it can't. Anyway, hang on, Andy. Y'all, uh, we'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina. Andy Montgomery on the other side. Song.
2: You know He's got a bunch of them. You know him and his wife split up, right?
1: No. Yeah. Oh, man. They did. What a bummer. Mama
2: sent me a text. She goes, this day cannot get any worse. This the why. She goes, Darius Strucker and his wife just broke up. I was like,
1: no hey. Oh, that's hey. bad. Don't, don't bring up bad news on the show.
2: I'm sorry. I, I we, such start, a we, started, we
3: started. We started
2: oh, last
1: segment with relationships. Yeah. Now we started this <laughs> segment with relationships. Welcome to Woods and Water Psychology 101. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, we're not going to talk psychology. We're not going to talk boyfriends or teenage girls. Uh, it's fishing. And Andy, y'all, y'all are going back to Texas. Sam Rayburn in March. Uh, heavy hitters. Which will be back in Raleigh on the, the three lake system in Raleigh, first of second week in April, end of April into May. You're going to Lake Travis in Austin, Texas. Uh, stage three, Harris Chain Leesburg, that's late May, then early June, Lake Chick up at Dayton. Then, of course, you do the, the smallmouth swing, the St. Lawrence River, uh, last of June, and then let's see mid august early August you got Plattsburgh Lake Champlain, and then saint Clair middle of september any anything there jump out at you any place you like more than another or any, uh, or any place uh, you just really don't like
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I like them all uh, okay and and you know um Travis, I'm kind of looking forward to that um that place is full of fish, absolutely full of them. um but this two-pound minimum deal is going, going to change things a little bit because I know guys last time we was there with the elites, you know, they they right. catch 40, 50 fish out of one school of fish, and getting one over two pounds was a challenge. Um, huh. Even, you know, 14, 15 pounds puts you right in the middle of the pack or upper third of the pack, and most of that was done with a six- or seven-pounder and maybe one more over two pounds. Whoa. Just a chalk full of one eights, you know, one twelves. That's been a couple of years. Maybe they're all too. Maybe maybe they, maybe uh, they
1: grew six seven mountains between then then and now.
3: Yep. But I think that's the type of lake it is. Um. But you get a tremendous amount of bites. Okay. It's it's fun. Um. It's just a fun place to go fish. So I'm looking forward to that. Probably because I hadn't been there a whole lot. You know, most of the other ones you've named, I've been there a lot. Um, okay. So, Travis would probably be one that jumps out at me. Time of year, she'll be able yeah. to catch them shallow, swim in okay. a and jig. And, uh,
1: I'm ready for that one, that's for sure. You're ready for that one? I'm ready. Taylor? I'm ready.
2: He's yeah. ready. He's ready.
1: And you heard what he said fishing a jig. Yep. And all. And, and we all know what Andy Montgomery <laughs> is known for. Yep. Other than the cows. Yeah. I know them for the cow. No, I know <laughs> the but I, I but I enjoy the cow part. But yeah. how are the cows, by the way?
3: Do uh, they're know? doing good. This okay. is the time of year, I want to sell them all because they they getting on my nerves.
1: <laughs> um,
3: it's it's like it's breed, but not. We ain't gonna talk about them long but it's breeding season. So we're you know in the middle of breeding. You feeding hay and feed and developing heifers and blah 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 and. Middle of February, I'll be able to turn them in on some winter grass and okay. forget about them. Then I'll enjoy them again, just watching them walk around.
1: In summertime. That's gotcha. Well, he is a jig guy, Taylor. Yep. And if you've ever been in a boat with Andy Montgomery or watched Andy Montgomery on TV, sling a jig, or practically any other bait for that matter, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, he could probably take a, a 16 XD and skip it up underneath the dock if he wanted to. Uh He's got some new stuff, Taylor.
2: Yeah, you came out with a new combo from lose The reel is, it, is it right. it's the reel the reels out? The rod's not, right?
1: Co-
3: correct. Uh, the rod will be out shortly, probably spring. Um, they're in production now, so we're okay. hoping spring, uh, early summer, they will be out. But the reel is is what I'm super excited about, just because it's, to my knowledge, it's the first of its kind developed specifically
1: for skipping. And, and, um, and let me tell you, folks, when Andy says it's developed specifically for skipping, Andy doesn't pawn this off on somebody else. to Do the research. Andy does the research, so this is Andy's real. Yes. Yeah, I, yes, I've it, I've watched some of Andy's research over the past couple of years, and it's real. He he doesn't let anybody else do it for him and stamp his name on it.
3: No, no, it's uh, it, it's kind of my baby. Um, and the good part about it, you know. Lose is one of the leaders in reels. We know that, right? So they got all the technology for gearing and all. I didn't have to do all that because I'm not sure that I fully understood it. I just know how important the spool is for skipping. Okay. Um. So we took what a lot of what lose already has. You know, smaller things like I told him I needed it to be high speed. So you need to be able to take the slack up. Okay. When skipping to get a good hook in them, um, high speed, strong drag. And then great gearing, and, and they did all that. But the spool, you know, I got this idea. A, a lot of my older buddies around here, when they would try to learn to skip, they would throw a reel as far as they could, and then they would uh, put electrical tape around the spool so they couldn't backlash. And <laughs> then they would go skipping, and if they did backlash, you know, they could get it out. And, right. Um what I've learned through this process was, was it, it, it can make anybody a better skipper, including me. It's just an incredible reel. It features a shallow spool. Yeah, um, like that, flat. Like on yes, a flat. Yeah, it, 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 it's just a really shallow spool. It holds 40 yards of 20-pound line. Most people say, good, that ain't enough, whatever. But I fished all day with a buzz bait on it and had no problems. Okay. Our original spool, the shallower you can make the spool – uh, the less backlash, the easier it's going to be to cast, the easier it's going to be to skip. So our original spool, we played with a lot of them through the process. Um, we had a 32-yard spool, and I could pitch docks all day long. It was incredible. But if I was going dock to dock, wanted to make a super long cast, sometimes uh, I'd spool it. Okay. Ran into the other problem of you filling your knot just because you got that shallow of a spool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so long story short, we settled on a forty yard spool, okay. and we had to cut a knot slot in the spool. So your knot sits down in the spool to where you don't feel it running through your through your, um, through your thumb when you're thumbing it. You ain't really got to thumb this reel a whole lot. Okay, it's just, it's just a great reel because what creates a backlash is the line coming from deep within the reel to the top right within the spool to the top and that's what creates them ones where you got to get the knife and the box cutter and the <laughs> Oh
1: gracious! or just yeah. stick it back in the rod box
3: <laughs> so i'm not going to say you're not going back like this but it's really hard to backlash like it but if you do you can get it out really easy just okay. by pulling um another unintended consequence of it oh uh, i don't say i guess if you call it consequence it's a good problem consequence whatever okay it's be- kids beginning to learn to fish with a baitcaster. Oh, wow. Yes. So, you know, like I say, I had a lot of different spools, and I actually put a spool in for my nephews who's all into fishing, learning right. to a baitcaster. And, and I quickly learned that, man, this is the deal for a kid learning because he don't backlash. And wow. I know growing up that my daddy only owned two two bait casters, and I would have both of them backlash every day by the time he got home from work. <laughs> I would. Sometimes the first cat, and then I'd have to cut the line off. And <laughs> and, and back in them days, we didn't, we took it to a the bait shack to get line put on. So it wasn't like we could just go put our own line on. But anyway, it's great for a kid to learn to throw a bait caster.
1: And then your rods? Got uh, a minute. The minute
3: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep, we we cover with the rods. Got two sizes, uh, a seven one and a six nine. Taller people need the seven one. Shorter people need the six nine, and that lets you be de- deadly accurate. Uh, it keeps you from doing a sidearm motion, okay. um, which you can skip that way, but it's just harder to be
1: accurate. And and I fall into the shorter guy character category, right? You, you do.
3: I mean, I you know I'm a taller guy, but anybody six one, six two, um, or over would probably use a seven one. Okay. Um, people worry about a hook set with a six nine. That's not you. You do not have to worry about that. Okay. I mean, that's what some of the best jig fishermen I know. My dad used it. Louis Hall uses it i three of you use a 6'9", so if you think huh. a 6'9 won't hood em, hook them, hook em. Um, it will. Uh, you way, way, way better off to, to be able to put it
1: yeah. where you need to. Catch them first. Worry about getting them in the boat after you catch them. Correct. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> kind of like deer hunting. Don't worry about, you know, you get them on the ground, then worry about getting them out.
3: Well, I don't know about <laughs> Roger about that. I didn't get to this point in my if He's a big, one now I just I'll, yes. I'll
1: agree with you. But yes. when
3: I'm trying to get that one to eat, um, I, I try to wait to it's point it towards the truck. So when I do shoot it with my bow and arrow, hopefully it runs towards the truck. And I did do that one time. The sucker run ten yards from my truck and fell over dead. I said, "This is perfect." What a good deer!
1: What a, what a great good deer. deer! All right, in in thirty seconds, give us a tip for fishing for the next month.
3: Uh, wind, 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 wind. This time of year, wind's critically important, even though it may be colder on you. Uh, it's so important in the fall and winter to be in the wind when you're fishing, especially in clear water conditions, which is what we have in a lot of these South Carolina lakes. Okay. Wind, wind, wind is, is critically critical Is, is your friend. Yes. More so this time of year than a lot of times of year. When they go transition to spawn, I like to get out of the wind. Okay. But this type pre-spawn,
1: I mean, wind is is everything. Andy, goodness gracious, music's all messed up today. <laughs> Always good to hey, talk to you, Andy. I feel like we just started talking. I How know. long was that? <laughs> well, a long time. Hey, man, we'll catch up with you later. Have uh, See you in Tyler, Texas. Sounds good. All right. Anybody feel like lifting weights or running up the steps at Philadelphia? What is that? The hall in Philadelphia? No. No? No. Oh, okay.
2: Just hearing that makes me want to take another nap. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I don't know what's happening with the music today. The buttons on the thing are like having problems.
2: See, I said I should control the music.
1: No. Uh, Taylor, one thing that okay. has been... First and foremost, in everybody's mind is ammunition right. this year, shortages and all, and and uh, the president of uh, Federal CCI Spear in Remington Jason Vanderbrink uh, did a couple videos, and I and I don't mind playing stuff like this because it's pertinent, and um, and people need to need to know what's going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this first one and just kind of have him explain what's going on. It's real simple when you hear the math. Hang on.
0: Hi, I'm Jason Vanderbrink, President of Federal CCI, Spear, and Remington Ammunition, and i got to say, I am tired of all the hate mail, I'm tired of people showing up at our factories, I'm tired of reading the misinformation out on the internet right now about us not trying to service the demand that we're experiencing. It gets really old when I hear and read constantly that our ammunition companies are not making ammunition we're having secret warehouses we are selling to only specific customers and after a year like right now where we have hired hundreds of employees to support American manufacturing jobs all I hear is we're not making ammunition so we want to keep the team motivated so we continue to make ammunition to try to service this market but if we just look back on basic economics Seven million new shooters since March, times two boxes, which is a conservative estimate, is 700 million new rounds of ammunition our three factories have to help produce. That is impossible to do in nine months. It takes months to train people. You actually gotta train people to make ammunition. That takes time. You gotta get the raw materials. And and on top of that all, we're dealing with a pandemic and at all of our ammunition factories, the health and safety of our personnel and employees are number one. So tie all of that in together and you will see today that we are indeed making ammunition. We indeed are shipping ammunition. We're not storing it in secret warehouses, but I wanted to address those rumors because every day I hear something Mm -hmm. new and it's simply not true. We're making all of the ammunition as fast as we can. We really, really feel humbled that the demand is high for our products. And I ask, please squash the rumors. You don't have to believe everything that's out on the internet. We are doing our damnedest to meet this demand. We appreciate all of our support for American manufacturing jobs. And it really humbles our thousands of team members that you've chosen our brands to help you with your hobbies, self-defense, hunting. We feel humble, but again, please understand, we are doing everything we can to meet this demand.
1: That's really conservative. 100 rounds for our new shooter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: our new gun owner. I mean, we shoot that just to, just to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Because shooting is fun, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. I mean, yes, you're. It's a skill and it's a defensive mechanism, but shooting is fun. Mm. It's fun, even just punching holes in paper targets, as long as the recoil's not too bad. <laughs> uh, is fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he liked that one so good he came out with another one. Uh, they got like thirteen thousand replies over several million views. So here's just another one of his his. Uh, takes on ammunition.
0: Another question that came up, which I get asked every day, rightfully so, is where is all the hunting ammo this year? So I gotta say, without giving specific numbers, Federal's been around for 99 years. We've made more hunting ammunition this year than we have in the 99 years of our company. Certainly that wasn't enough. Um, We understand that, but it's safe to say we put out a lot more hunting ammo in 2020 than we have in 2019 and any other previous year of our 99-year history. I think it's a good thing with the social distancing that hunting brings. We saw an influx of new hunters this year which is exactly what our industry needs. It's that there is not a better social distancing activity than hunting or if you do it because you like the organic meat. Whatever the reason, we need to ensure that hunting ammunition is available going forward because we don't want to lose all of the new hunters that the industry has gained, whether it be us or one of our competitors. Frankly, we love what we see as far as the demographic and the new entrance into the market and hunting ammunition is just it's just a, the lifeblood of all of our companies. So bear-
1: you know new hunters I mean it, is it possible that this stupid pandemic, is going to be what is going to be what it takes to recruit new hunters. Quit feeding her Chick-fil-A oh, but, French fries. But look at her eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. and look at her rear end. <laughs> Holy smokes! I'm sitting here trying to do a a radio show, and my Erstwhile teenage daughter is sitting back here feeding Chick Fil A waffle fries to Sophie.
2: But look at her! Oh, she's like, "Can you?" Look? Sophie. Her eyes get like three times as big.
1: It's well, if you got the same bullshit. dog food twice a day, and then you feed her Chick Fil A waffle fries, which are the almost the second—they're the second best French fries ever, next to Henry Smokehouse. Nope, first. You wouldn't know they're second. First. Don't just quit doing that. Well, it's just, no, quit. <laughs>
2: look at her rear
1: end. <laughs> uh, look at her rear end. So there, there's your hunting ammunition. And then he addresses, uh, for you hand loaders, and, and actually it goes to the process of ammunition too, he, he addresses something else I'd like for you to hear about.
0: Another very important question that's on a lot of people's mind is, what are we doing with primers? The answer is very, very simple on primers. As the ammunition demand continues to surge the primer market suffers because the primer capacity, instead of going to the commercial market so reloaders can use our primers, that capacity is now going to feed our internal needs to produce all of the Remington CCI Federal Spear Ammunition. So if the market and ammunition is very hot, as it is today, historically, the primer market suffers because all manufacturers use primer capacity to service their needs in their own factories before selling the primers off as excess. So another question that comes out of this, which is right, a right question, is why don't we just increase capacity? I, I've seen lots of comments, so why don't you just build another factory? Well, we gotta go back for the last three years prior to March when the uh, surge started, there was a lot of excess capacity into the market. So with excess capacity, it didn't make any sense to expand capacity even more. So we want to utilize our factories at capacity as much as we can. And if we made an investment today, it's several years before we're going to see more capacity come to the market. But we can't simply just build a new factory or simply just expand. It doesn't happen that fast. So bear with us. There's nothing going on on the primer shortages. It is strictly going to feed federal Remington CCI Spear factories first.
1: So, Good information, I think, for those of you who are struggling with ammunition shortages. They're working overtime. I know one of the federal. Don't yawn. One, one of the federal Everyone. facilities is in Oakham, Minnesota, and, and I can vouch that there's help wanted signs all over the place up there. Yep. Uh, boyfriends are like dogs. I like <laughs> that. I appreciate Andy doing that. It wasn't really on for today, but it's always nice when you can slot something that in. Something like Andy and and, and all he brings to the show when you can slot that into all the show. Oh, he brings <laughs> <to the> show. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I do have I do have something I'd like to talk about just for the, in the closing minutes, and it's 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 a it's a quandary that a lot of hunters have. I don't mind. Shooting something I am going to eat. All right. Shooting for a purpose as opposed to shooting just to shoot or killing just to kill. You know, I was raised if you shot it, you ate it. All right. Which is why I haven't squirrel hunted much anymore. I just didn't like squirrel. I wish I could rabbit hunt, but I you know, I don't have beagles. Uh, which is something Andy said he might get help me with. <laughs> not the beagle part, but the going rabbit hunting. <laughs> um, not beagles. So anyway, uh you know, I, I've talked the last couple shows. I've been you know, about my quail. I've got some quail back, and I, I've seen that covey several more times. And it's a big covey. It's it's pushing twenty birds. And I wonder if a consolidation hadn't happened. I wonder if the two mm-hmm. coveys haven't come together. Um, but I, I'm seeing them in the same place either in the morning, a close by place in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm the only problem is that we talked about this is the two gray foxes that we've also seen in Chester. Yep. So I uh, I went fox hunting the other night. Other evening, and it was a it was a beautiful evening. I I saw my quail in the milo and corn, and as as I knew would happen, just before dusk, here come my two foxes, and down the little road through the white oaks and and into the garden spot, and I (laughs) I knew I had to have to protect my quail now, which, you know, conservation has consequences in that. When you bring something back, it creates more problems.
2: Everything uh, has a predator.
1: Everything, yeah, everything, <clears throat> the food chain goes up. So I went over the intention of, of, you know, taking out a fox to protect my quail. And I, I sat there, and as I watched them, I don't know, they were eating clover, and a lot of you don't know that foxes, coyotes, that sort. They, they're omnivores. They'll eat whatever's available. And they were just chowing down and having a good time, and they were, Every once in a while, they chase each other around a little bit, and they gradually work closer and closer to where I felt like I could make a very, you know, good shot, And but I was really struggling inside, and I think a lot of hunters have, have been through this. Um, up until the point, he got downwind of where my quail were, and he made a hard left turn and started up towards where my quail were, and I said, nope, <laughs> not buddy, today. not today, and, um,
2: I'm assuming Uncle Paul never had a little talk with him. And
1: no, they couldn't. They couldn't. So, uh, uh, yes, I, yeah, enough said. <laughs> what a quad here, though. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Enjoyed Sunshine. the show. Enjoyed being here. As always, make time to get out there. Take
2: the back roads when you can.
1: Which I did a lot of this week. And uh, <laughs> don't forget the camera, which I didn't. <laughs> now hang in there. We'll see you back next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. <laughs>